Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Clinical Community. It is the 1st of August today, Friday the 1st, and we are recording episode 73 of the official Coiler Community Podcast. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Mike Dyer and Russell Taylor. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. Um, it's actually 74, I think, episode, maybe. Oh, is it shit? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Um, today is um, very wet up here in Manchester, and it's been the end of a very long working week. But today was quite um, quite a good day for... Um, I went out for a long lunch, and on the way back, I bumped into Bert Bacharach near work. So... <laughs> Was... Lesbian seagull. No, that was going to go hamperding. Fuck. Yes. Carry on. <laughs> Which is quite a, quite a weird thing after I'd been out for over two hours for lunch. And, That's kind um, of one of the most original stories. I went for a long lunch today. And yes. Met <laughs> yeah, and I asked for a picture with him. He was with his son, and I met his son, and he wouldn't have a picture with me because he um, he had um, hadn't had a shave today. But um, he, he wished me all the best. So it's quite quite nice to meet somebody of quite a big legend status. So that was I, all good. I guess the real question that we really need to ask is, does your employer know that you went for a two-hour-plus lunch today? Oh, I worked flexi time. I, I had a two-hour, 40-minute lunch, yes. All right, okay. The tax man. We're paying him, don't forget. Yeah, we're paying for that in all uh, respects. Mm, yes, yes, for my lovely pizza and other things I had with it, yes. I can't guarantee that all of us are paying for it. Or maybe no. We might not necessarily be paying the right amount, but we're, yeah. we're certainly about five. Other than that, it's it's all good. How are you guys? Uh, uh, well, I'm I'm in agony, if I'm honest. I've got a teeth infection, Ugh. and I've had it since last weekend, just after we recorded the last podcast. I think you probably gave it to me or something down the wire. <laughs> I've had it for six days You're now. Not dealing drugs. In uh, well, I feel like I feel I might as well be dealing in drugs because it's it's just horrendous. Um, I've, I mean, I'm on a cocktail paracetamol and I've just been given some pe- well, not just been, a couple of days ago I went to the dentist and he said, yeah, that's an infection uh, yeah. I was like, thanks for that, charged me £20 to tell me that <laughs> he, seriously, he did uh, he said, that's an infection, you need to, par- I'm going to give you some penicillin so you're going to be reviewing infection later mm, yeah, no, not yet, not today we're not uh, and yeah, so I've been in, in agony for the last couple of days, it seems to be clearing up now, but you know what toothache's like it's just the worst yeah Need more beer to numb the pain a bit. Well, I did have quite a few Jack Daniels last night. In oh, well, that's good. Milk. Jack Daniels and some Coca-Cola more, and you'll be like, well away. Yeah, well, I, I I did mix a cocktail of penicillin and Jack Daniels, so I slept well. Uh, so <laughs> that's me at the moment. Uh, I've just quite literally within the last hour got back from a trip to Scotland. So I landed at Heathrow, jumped in a taxi, got home, and here I am. Cool. I'm still all packed and stuff and sweaty from the flight and you know all the other things that happen post flight uh but that's it yeah that's me how about mr taylor how's russell see i'm not, i'm not that committed clearly you know people should appreciate your dedication to hop off a plane drive home and come straight to the podcast i literally jumped in a car and drove for 40 minutes so it's you know not quite as uh, adventurous as riding the plane down south from the, the scottish highlands but uh yeah no i'm good polar opposite of mank um in the south it's been sunny it's been clear skies, and it's probably been about 28 degrees today. Not a uh, a drop of rain in sight. So uh, the weather forecast in the south on this week's podcast is uh, anything but a bit grim. A bit grim, damn. Yeah. Well, I have to say though, where I am, it's a little bit um, 
muggy. Looks like it wants to rain. It's that kind of horrible sticky, sticky high humidity heat at the moment. So. Now I'm in arc where I am. <laughs> yeah, and Mike's swimming around Manchester. Yes. <laughs> I like the notion that I am so dedicated that I got on a flight to do the podcast. Yes. Yeah, that's commitment. I, I, thanks for that. It makes me feel quite, quite self-important now. There we go. In the news this week, which we mentioned briefly in the podcast last week, but we didn't really get a chance to talk about it, is the European Broken Crown Halo Tour, which is starting on the 6th of November in Luxembourg at uh, Rock Hall, and then playing quite a few dates in Germany. They're jumping over the uh, over the border into the Netherlands for uh, one day and then jumping back. Actually, no, I say, actually that's wrong. No, uh, we've got Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, Germany, 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 Germany. And then uh, Switzerland at Z7, a uh, place that some of us are familiar with. And then four dates in Italy, uh, culminating at the Live Club in Milan. Mm-hmm. Rather interesting, if you ask me. Uh, they're also, uh, will be playing with um, Motionless in White and Devilment, which is quite an interesting tour lineup, actually. I think that's going to be a very popular tour. Uh, and uh, who's going to what? You going, guys? What are we going to do? Are we waiting for English dates? We are, aren't we? We're really waiting for UK dates to come out of this. Yeah, yeah. If not, we might have to skip somewhere. Um, yeah. Over, over, far away. Um, Those, not too far. You know, that 23rd of November date is looking quite... Which date is that one? Milan. Mm, I was thinking Rome maybe as well, possibly. I don't yeah, know. Could do. Rome to Milan's quite far. It's weird though when you look. You probably both agree. If you looked at Bologna to Treviso to Rome and then up to Milan again, you'd have thought that they'd do the Milan date before Rome. But of course, that'll be the booking probably. Um, oh yeah, it's the booking agency. Yeah, and, yeah, and, of and course. The promoters and stuff. I mean, what yeah, like, like in the UK? It's yeah, like... Scot- Manchester, Scotland, <laughs> Stork. Yeah, yeah. All that. Birmingham yes. to Exeter to Glasgow. But leaving to, to miles around the countryside, just. <laughs> randomly right. going in all directions i agree we either either take a trip or wait for the uk and take another trip. Oh, i'd say i hope there's uk dates it's not, nothing been well yeah where's your centered adventure let's just say fuck it and go to luxembourg oh come on i've always wanted to go to luxembourg yeah, yeah. i've never been let's do benelux and do the full yeah, thing yeah, we could do the german thing yeah germany yeah. gone in germany okay uh, good Hmm. Popular destination at the moment, World Cup winners and everything. It's probably well managed to squeeze some extra dates in there, you know. Germans are on a high. But uh, I think I will uh, agree with the pair of you and say uh, hopefully UK dates soon to be announced. I think there's quite a lot of people uh, listening to this looking forward to that uh, potential announcement. So uh, keep your ears peered. Mm, I guess the question is is, are there going to be any? And if there are. Where they're going to fit in at the front? Well, I I would well, think I would that, argue we need to be have need to be near the front rather than at the end, wouldn't it? But if you think that the plane in September in the states aren't they round about the thirteenth? Yeah, I think so. They've got a window of possibly a week there and then a month before it starts in November. So they've got a month window there, or like they've done previously, they might skip and then come back the following. They've done it before, didn't they? On the Shallow Life Talk, they didn't come here till the March afterwards. That's true. Um, so, well, we'll suck it and see and see what happens, I guess. 
you know what I'd like actually? What on the subject of tours? I'd like a Christmas tour again. I was going to say that. Yeah. We need to have a Christmas crown tour. Christmas. Broken Crown Christmas, so we can wear Broken Crown Halo Christmas hats. Bro- broken yeah. Crown Christmas Halo coming soon to a well, New Year's. Well, yeah. angels have Christmas. Uh, angels have Christmas. Angels have halos, and and angels exactly. are Christmassy, aren't they? So, and you've got the Three Kings as well with yes. the nativity. Yes, we definitely like need that. to to spruce this up and make this a festive tour. Yes, Get exactly. Angels punishment in there. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm. it's all falling into place now. We've we've got it sussed. Boring. What we do need to do, though, is if there are any shows in the UK or if we do decide to jump in a plane, train or automobile and go to a, a European show, we do need to sort out our halos, our crowns. You know, oh, yeah. Do something there. Oh, yeah. Mm, we'll sort that out. Yeah. Or just pitch up in a Beyonce tour T-shirt, you know, rock that yeah. shit. You should do that anyway. Yeah. Just just buy a load of Beyonce tour t-shirts. Nice, nice purpley mauve. Do it's like a string of vest. Get the girly ones, you know, the ones you have to squeeze into. I nearly oh, did glitter. buy um, yeah, I nearly did buy one. Not a girly one, though. You should totally do that. You should totally do that. Probably go down quite well with the support act because they've got Devilman on tour, which is uh, Danny Filth's new band. So I'm sure I'll appreciate a bit of glitter. It's true. Yeah. You can stand at the front and do all the single ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, a, a glitter ghoul. There you go. <laughs> totally worth doing. Totally worth doing. So yeah, so all this banter aside, we're looking forward to uh, the European tour, and I hope a number of people in in the uh, Lacunacore community across Europe manage to get to shows over the beginning. In fact, all the way through November, and we also hope to see you there. But there's something a little bit more immediate because next week is Bloodstock in the UK, and we haven't really discussed our plans for Bloodstock, have we? No. So what are we doing about Bloodstock? Uh, Mike, are you able to go to Bloodstock? I did have a lift, which they've now pulled out, unfortunately. So it's it's all a bit up in the air at the moment with me. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing at the moment. And what about you, Russ? Likewise, to be confirmed, because I actually got a wedding invitation dropped on me yesterday, which is at the same weekend. So I uh, need to uh, have some discussions and do a bit of planning. So... Uh, Possibly, possibly not at the moment. Hmm. I might, I might just, um, I might just save my money and throw it all into the um, the tour later on in the year, possibly. Yeah, I'm. I have some logistical issues. Yeah. Uh, mostly around the Friday, which is before mm-hmm. Bloodstock, and then on yeah. the Sunday, I'm supposed to be driving to the Lake District. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of, it's, it's not a good weekend. We should ask them to move Bloodstock, but if yeah. I can, I am going to go. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it all depends on what happens on on Friday and to how I can manage around. Well, basically, be awake enough to to drive on holiday away on Sunday. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I think it's probably going to make it a bit of a do we or don't we podcast next week as well because I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a challenge. Just if we can find a time to get all to get together and do that and then publish it on Saturday. But we'll see. We'll see. If I do go, I will do my best to record something. You know, corner someone in in the back of a trailer and get them to say something. Uh, I think they call it interview in the media business, but I'm just <laughs> press gang someone. And, but we'll see. As I say, it's uh, unfortunately uh, it only being a week away, we've got nothing confirmed, but we will try to get there. And, and what I do plan to do, if I do go to Bloodstop, I will be taking some Broken Crown Halo posters with me. So if anybody listens to this or anybody catches me on a day and they want a Broken Crown Halo poster, then let me know. I'll take a handful of them and I'll give them away until they run out to anybody who wants them. So there you go. That's my. Fault. I've probably got some badges and some stickers and some stuff, which I'll 
bundle in the back of the car as well. In the interest of coilers up and down the UK, so if you see me ask for something, don't be afraid. Just walk up and say, give me some shit, Matt, uh, and I'll, I'll do that. In fact, say those very words. No, don't say that. Actually, that might be a bit weird. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> Uh, oh, another thing I forgot, uh, and actually genuinely did forget, is uh, we were supposed to have um, gone through and, and and published the scores from our quiz, which we've all failed to do. Mm-hmm. So I need to sort that out. I'll, I'll do that over the weekend, and we'll make sure that goes into the next podcast, because I'm pretty convinced we have a uh, a Russell Taylor winner here, but I might be wrong, so we yeah. need to go through that. And uh, we, can, we can crown you with a broken halo or something like that. the 31st of March or the 1st of April depending on where you are in the world although from what we all remember there was quite a few people that got their album sooner Lacuna Core's most recent album Broken Current Halo was released reviewed and listened to by thousands and thousands of people across the world uh, I reviewed it on the Empty Spiral website we talked about it at the time I think it's fair to say that we gave it double thumbs up but that was four months ago so I thought what we would do today in the podcast was really reflect on four months of Broken Crown Halo, our experiences with the album, uh, what we like about it, whether or not our perception, our feelings towards it have changed at all, uh, and whether it's a, a strong album, whether it will stand the test of time, or whether it's a flash in the pan. So, without further ado, let's talk about Broken Crown Halo. So I'm going to throw this question out there. And guys, feel free, pitch in, tell me what you think. Four months after you first listened to Broken Crown Halo, how are you finding it? Are you still listening to it? What are you liking about it? What's changed? What's, what do you, you know, what's your favourites? Have they changed? So, Russ, what, what, give me your thoughts. Broken Crown Halo. Thoughts remains a very strong album. It's high towards the uh, the upper reaches of the Lacuna Core album list. Um, I think it still flows very well as an album, as a package, as a collection of songs. There's a sense of continuity throughout the record. I think the songwriting is great. The lyrics, um, the melodies um, shine through on their own. Uh, The music is very strong. It's a very dark, heavy, almost industrial sounding record um, that we've mentioned in the past. Um, There's plenty of, of, dare I say, singles on it, not in the, the commercial sense, but standout tracks in their own right, which are just powerful and, you know, knock your head off the block um but as i say as a collection of songs which is quite rare in 2014 on an album there's not a weak track it's a case of all killer no filler and um it probably still gets a spin probably once if not you know every day every other day so it's still definitely right up there for me what about you mike what do you think of it um exactly what he said pretty much um i i listen to it every day pretty much um and i would think if my own opinion, I would think, if this was a swan song, as as Pizza and Chris left, and this is like the final work, if this was a swan song for them as a as a whole group, them going off on a with a bang is just epitomizes everything about this album. But well, that isn't going to happen because they've continued, and we all know and love that. I think that 
it is flawless from start to finish. There is just one song I would think on the album that I don't really like as much as the other songs on there. What's that but, one? Um, Infection. Okay. I, I, I just think that out of all of them, that's my weak link. If there is a weak link out of any of them, like Russ says, it's got an industrial feel to it. Um, it's very heavy. And I think personally it will, for me, be up there with Coma Lies, possibly with, I don't know as much as Unleash Memories because that's my favourite of all time, but certainly with Coma Lies. And I think moving on, if we wound this clock forwards 10 years, I think we could still look back at this and think, wow, what a gem it is. And they've topped every album going forwards with like um, Shallow Life, they replaced with Dark Adrenaline and everyone went, wow. And then the bar was like broken, I think, with this album. And I think whatever they do after this really has to blow everything out of the water because it's um, per- perfection uh, personified, I think. Mm. Russ, Mike mentioned that there's, there's a song he's not a big fan of Infection. Is there a song on here that you, you don't listen to or you listen to less? You know, something that isn't quite as strong as what else is on the album? So this is probably the controversial one. I mean, it's not that I don't like it because it's still a great song. But if someone asked me to, you know, pluck out the album, my least favourite song, it would probably be Cybersleep, which is like the most dramatic, you know, um, song that they've written for a long, long time. And there's a lot of textures going on, a lot of stuff in it. But it's a great song, but it just doesn't quite connect with me in the way that all the other songs do. It's probably a bit of a controversial choice, but I'd rather be honest than not. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. Whereas, you know, the, the good thing is that's, you know, flip side of it, different person, different personality, different fan. You know, yourself, it's, you know, it's probably your, you know, favourite no, song on the record. It's a, it's a standout track because it is so different for me. Um, mm. Is it my favourite song? This goes back, I mean, we're talking about how things have changed. Um, you asked me in your random, on, put Matt on the spot interview question a few weeks ago, what my favourite song off that album was. In fact, what my favourite song off, or name a song off every album, I think was a question. And I jumped on Cybersleep, and I think that's because, upon reflection, that it was the first one that came to mind that I knew I was in love with. And Mm. I think that was because it was standout. Is it my favourite song on the album? I just don't know, And, and here's why. Everything you guys have said about the strength of the album and you know, you might you pretty much said it's flawless start to finish and Russ, you said there's so many good singles. I completely agree with both of you. I this is such a strong album. Yeah. It's full of singles. You know, I there's something in every single song. It doesn't feel like there's any filler, and I appreciate we all will like certain songs more than others. But there is so much there to enjoy. Look, thinking on the album of the individual songs itself, I should say, is when I first heard Dying Rise, I was like, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But it's a, it's a grower for me. I've, I really enjoy Dying Rise now a lot more than I did when I first listened to it or when I did when I first listened to it a dozen times. Now I Mm. really, really enjoy it. Mm. And actually, I say the same thing about Nothing Stands In Our Way. I like Nothing Stands In Our Way. I think it's a really good song. Uh, but it wasn't my favourite. It's not It's not my favourite now, but I appreciate it more. Uh, maybe after a few listens, I was very tempted, tempted when I started the album to skip to Zombies because I think Zombies is just an absolute corker of a track. 
and as a consequence, nothing standing in the way. Kind of got jumped over, you know, kind of got missed out. But it's in the way. It gets in the way, yeah. It's, it stood <laughs> in the way, even though it said it shouldn't. Uh, and it suffered, but now, now I, I really appreciate that a little bit more, actually. I think what I will say is, though, that I, and this is a terrible thing to say, but I tend to, maybe this is because of time rather than anything else, I tend to listen to the songs at the beginning of the album more than the songs at the end. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, pretty much up to Cybersleep. Now, that, don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against Infection or I Burn On You or In The End I Feel Alive or One Cold Day. Nothing against any of those songs. I think they're all great songs. They're all very different, very distinctive. But I just don't listen to them as much as the others. I think what I need to do is I need to start listening to the album from track eight onwards and then it, like, let it rotate through. So eight, nine, ten, eleven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What you do, what you do is you play the vinyl and you start with side B. It's quite hard to do that in my car. I mean, my, my, my Audi's got good suspension, but I'm not convinced. Just, just you know, you press the shuffle button. Press the shuffle button. Yeah, Everyone's I, a surprise. I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm not a fan of shuffles. Nah, I'm, I'm, well, I say that controversially. I believe yeah, an album should be listened to as it, as it was envisioned by the artiste. I, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. you. You need to listen to an album in order to really get a sense of what they're trying to achieve. And I'm not a big fan of it. Not a big fan of it. Although I, I do randomly on my iPod just listen, just click the Kunicoil and just play something random. <laughs> oh my God, I've not heard this acoustic version slash live version for a long time. But yeah, okay, so... Has your favourite song changed? Mike, what about you? What would you, what would you say your favourite song is now and has it changed from when you first listened to the album? Well, like you were saying, Dying Rise grows on you. I, I also think Cybersleep for me is almost, as Russ says, it stands out. It almost, to me, stands out like Wide Awake did when we heard that originally. So I think that because it is so different, that is something that grows on, that has grown on me a lot. And in the end, I feel alive the more I listen to that, the more, like you have, have mentioned, like a lot, a lot of listening is thrown, certainly for me as well, to the first part. But the more I've listened to, in the end, I feel alive. I think that, with its own merits, is is, is very good as well. It's um, it's hard to say really, as if we've we've all talked about it. It's so good, the whole album. I mean, my favourite that you could ask me now in a month's time could change to something else naturally. So it's. It's just so good, I think, the album. What about you, Russ? Has your favourite song changed at all? Um, I think it alternates. You know, I've picked out I Burn In You a couple of times, but I'm also a big, big fan of um, In The End I Feel Alive. I'm a really, really big advocate of the use of the wild pedal on that song. It just adds something different. I've never heard it before in a Lacuna Coil song, and it just adds so much energy and elevates the song. But then, similarly, as you mentioned, totally agree 110% on Diam Rise. Very first time I heard it, I was a bit sort of like, eh, it's okay. It's not, you know, the best Lacuna Coil song perhaps I've ever heard. Not to say it's a bad song. And then the more I've heard it, the more it's grown on grown on me. And if I'm sort of, you know, walking down the street with an iPod, it's probably the song that I'll flick to to, you know, get me walking a little bit faster. Mm. So, uh, yeah, taste definitely does change over time. I think for me, the song that suffers the most at the moment is probably Hostage to the Light. And that probably sounds quite controversial because I know a lot of people love that song, and I do. Mm. But my problem, and this is where it's all about time for me, I have so little time to listen to music at the moment and I have to cherry pick. And it suffers a bit like Nothing Stands In Our Way suffered originally. 
but this suffers because it's between zombies and victims. <laughs> and I get to the end of zombies and I just want to flick straight to victims because it, it actually, the two follow on so well from each other. And as a consequence, I have to kind of go back and go, oh, I've forgotten to listen to Hostage Delight. So, um, but that's not really a reflection on how much I like it as a song. It's just a victim of me being late, well, lazy, I suppose, but not having enough time. So here's a controversial, arguably, question for you. Is this a stronger album than Dark Adrenaline? It's, pre- it's immediate predecessor, which I think is actually, it feels like a natural progression from Dark Adrenaline for me. What do you think, Russ? Much stronger for me as a package and a collection of songs. There are awesome, truly, truly great songs on Dark Adrenaline, and it is a great album. But for me, it sort of towers off a little bit towards the end before you get to to my spirit. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Fire, albeit it's grown on me since I've sort of heard it live, and um, not the massive fan of Losing My Religion. Again, it's it's a good song. It's something different. Is it my go-to Lacuna Coil song? No. And I don't get any of that sort of feeling or sensation when I listen to anything on Broken Crown Halo. It's literally start all the way through to the finish. I don't want to skip anything. I can just hit play, go through to the end and automatically go on to repeat, which, you know, is a, is a sign of a great album. Mm. Mm. Mike? I agree. For, for, all the, for all the good tracks on, on the previous album, like Kill the Light, Trip the Darkness, to, to name those two, just to start with, I would think that... You would treat, if that was food, you'd treat that as a starter and this would be the main course and I, I would enjoy this more. You're going to start talking about cake next, next aren't you? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that this that's like the warm-up act before the main event and I think that this this really packs a punch with everything throughout and as I say, for the next album, whatever direction they take musically, it will have to be something completely completely upside down and different to this i think to to make it work as to something that would be completely unique to well top that um that they've got out at the moment if they want to top it or i don't know there's too many words to describe how good this album is i think lacunical found themselves with this album yeah absolutely and i probably don't want to say too much about it now because i think we've got a few hours of to review before we get to this and we probably want to speak about it in more detail but i'd have probably forgotten what i said by then or maybe even to contradict myself but i think i i think they as a band they've been on a journey and when they got to this album it feels like just as a listener and a fan of the band that this is an album that feels like they found a found a distinct direction they built on um dark adrenaline so i don't think that shadow life particularly built on uh karma code i think there are aspects of it i think it's good, some good transitional songs but it was a very different direction it was very experimental and i'm sure we'll discuss it in great detail when we get into our full review of shallow life as an album i think they kind of reset themselves with the delivery of dark adrenaline because that's very different in my head from shallow life but there wasn't a reset they didn't hit the reset switch so you could argue that this is the first album in, in at least two which translates to four or five years, probably more than that when you think about the songwriting process, where they've not hit the reset switch. They've just built on what they built they had before. And I think that gives it a, a solidity and a strength and a, a kind of a depth that we've we've maybe not seen for a few. Any final thoughts on this? So four months later, we're still listening to it on a regular basis. I actually didn't mention that I, 
I probably listen to this every couple of days, which is good for me. It's certainly the album I listen to the most of any album I've got. And I can say that pretty much, well, definitely since the day it came out. And that includes the most recent Anathema album, which came out a couple of months ago, as well as other artists that I've rediscovered or got into. This is definitely still my most listened to album of 2014. Uh, And certainly I would say that I'm probably listening to this now more than I listened to Dark Adrenaline four months after it came out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. You say the same? Yeah, definitely. Totally. So still getting a thumbs up from all three of us by the sounds of things. We have to see how we feel in six months and a year's time. But right now, Broken Crown Halo is definitely, definitely a very strong album and we continue to enjoy it. <laughs> brings us on to our review this week in episode 74 right mike yeah <laughs> 74 of the empty spiral podcast <laughs> we are reviewing spellbound from the album shadow life and i believe it's mr taylor who's going to start us what do you think of spellbound my friend what i think of spellbound well spellbound it was the lead single from the shadow life record um, that came out um, it starts off with that two dual guitar intro uh, between pizza and mouse. You've got that sort of single note picking, which sort of fades in from pizza. And then you've got that st- staccato sort of palm muted riff from mouse. Then sort of you get the drums sort of fade in, the bass comes in, you get a crash cymbal, a snare roll, and you go straight onto the ride and then bang, it sort of hits you to, to quote Mr. Diet like a freight train. And the thing that's interesting about this song is it's that typical vocal interplay that's immediately familiar between Andrea and Christina, between the, the verse, the chorus and the, the structure. But the, the surprising thing for me about Spellband as a song when it came out, bear in mind it was the lead single, is this is the first time I think Lacuna Core had ever dropped a single, especially the the first single, where Andrea is the the immediate prominent vocalist. It's usually always Christina if you think of a song like Our Truth or or Close or Heaven's Lie Swamped. Whereas here it's the polar opposite. You've got Andrea really coming to the fore and sort of taking charge and leading the song. I think that's a very bold choice and he he carries it amazingly well and just the vocal delivery is great. Um, musically, um, you've got that deep down tuned bass during the verses that underpins the chorus and just sort of holds that st- song structure in place. If I have one criticism of the song, we talk about sort of the mix. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the drum sound on Spellband. It sort of sounds very compressed to me in the mix. Um, I don't know if that was to do with the, the recording or the final mix, but it just I just feel like you lose something. It's not a reflection on Chris's drumming, which is always great. There's just something about it that's that's lacking in this song. But what does definitely make up for it is you've got that killer guitar solo from Mouse. It's perfect for the song. It's short, it's fast, and it does what a proper solo should, which is sort of, you know, there's no over-extravagance, which, you know, Mouse can do. He's a great player, but the solo serves the song. And I think lyrically, it's very dark. Um, there's a sense of longing, of overbearing. Then it's sort of pinned on the end with a, a sense of hope. And I think it's, it's certainly... Uh, 
dare I say, the, the safe choice for, for the first single. Um, it is a standout track on the album. Uh, it packs a punch live, and it's definitely popular with a lot of the, the younger fan base. So overall, for Shovel Life, it's a strong song. Okay, thanks, Russ. Cool. Mike? I don't know what to say now. Um, uh, well, he's pretty much summed it all, as, as, as you would probably agree, Matt. Um, I like I like the guitar, um, the the opening guitar um, guitars with it, as he's mentioned. The, the, I'm look, re, just reading through my notes now. The, the subtle bass throughout it, um, and and the interplay between um, Andy and Cree, of, as we've heard in many songs before. And I'm, I'm a massive fan of this song, um, whether it's live or on the record, and. Well, I've not much else to say. The lyrics are quite cryptic, they're very descriptive. Um, the spellbound, is, is that someone that's spellbound over a person and the, the spell that they have over them kind of thing? Um, nothing much more to say. It's, it's all good. Fair enough. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to be controversial. I'm not a fan <laughs> of this song. Really? No, I'm not. I'm generally not a fan of this song. I'm now expecting hate mail. And I, I know how popular this song is. I know it was a single. I know it's expected live, but I'm generally not a fan of Spellbound. I've never been able to get into it, and I've, I've tried really hard to like it, but I just can't. I just don't get into it. And don't get me wrong, it's not a bad song. It's me. Okay, It's not you. It sounds like a Dear John thing. It's not me. <laughs> it's about us. It's not. It's like a full Yeah, Dear Deirdre. It's... It's not you, it's me. I need my space. No, but seriously, I think the opening's good. You've mentioned the, I think the dual, dual guitars. I agree with Russ, what Ross said about the compression in the percussion, which, yeah, that's an aspect I'm not a big fan of. I agree it was bold. I mean, Andrea take the lead, and I think he does a really good job. Uh, but overall, and this is not, not aimed at either him or Christina, I'm just not a fan of the vocals on this song. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know whether it's the tone. I don't know whether it's vocal line the mix whatever it might be i'm just not a fan of the vocals and that kind of carries through to my feelings about the rest of the song now don't get me wrong i like the lyrics i think the lyrics are well written i like the message that comes across um musically i'm a big fan of the chorus not a fan of the verses musically mouse's solo is great and i think you've you've hit the nail on the head there asking you say it's not overstated it does exactly what it needs to do but overall i find this is a song where I, the individual parts of the song are better than the whole for me. That's all I can say, really, about why, because I just don't know. It has that kind of pacey quality about it. You know, it's a kind of a rock sound, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just don't get it. But I can understand why it's popular. It has an addictive sound about it. Uh, it's just, I just can't get into it. And I'm, I can't even say I'm a fan of it live either. Although I like the dancing they do, Christina always you know does the head banging thing, mm. and that's always good fun. And it's, it's they look good singing it. They look like they're enjoying themselves, which is always great to see. But I just can't get into the song. Now, I mentioned something that neither of you tonight mentioned here. If we were to talk about the acoustic version of Spellbound, then I am Spellbound about that song. That is for me. That's the one I listen to all the time. I love the acoustic version, which you can find on the special edition of the Shallow Laugh album. I think the harmony that Andrea and Christina is great, you know, better than the, the vocal line in the, the electric version. There's a simplicity about it as it's kind of got rid of all the compression and it's really simple and it's just a guitar. 
and you, you know you've even got the kind of the pace of the, the thumping on the on the box of the guitar to that you hear and the change of pace helps a song the change of tone helps a song for me at least so they're totally they're worlds apart same song worlds apart even more extreme than some of their other um, acoustic versions uh, but yeah for me not a big fan of the original love the acoustic so controversial i'm going to hide under my bunk now because i'm sure i'm going to get get attacked for that so what are we going to give it in terms of scores russ you started this so what do you think what, what do i think well the, the final thing in summation i think this sums up the shallow life album in that it's lacuna coils attempt at exploring there are say traditional song structures throughout the album which is like the verse chorus verse and there's sort of less layers and less textures i think spellbound is very representative so for me, it's probably a 6.5, pushing a 7 out of 10 for me. Okay. Okay. Mike, what, do you, what would you give this? I'd have given it a strong 7. Okay. Fair enough. Me, again, I think the, I think you're right, actually. I think it's, that is what the, the song is. But for me personally, I'm giving this a 5 out of 10. Now, the acoustic version... Eight and a half, nine out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic version. I think it's well. I've already waxed lyrical about what I think of the acoustic version, but for, for, for Spellbound, five out of ten on the album. I'm probably not going to go to Bloodstock now because we won't survive it. Um, <laughs> acoustically, eight and a half, eight, eight seven nowhere. five. So what was that? Sorry. In this nothing leading nowhere. In this nothing leading nowhere. I will break the spell you put on me. Um. So yeah, there we go. Spellbound. Um, controversial, but we we do like it. Don't get us wrong. Because at least you guys like it more than I do. So, and a very very popular song. And we'll talk about the videos. <laughs> we'll talk about those videos another day, I'm sure. That brings us to an end this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. I've been reminded at least once that it's episode 74, not 73, which means we're three quarters, almost three quarters of the way through to the, the big 100. Gosh, where's the time gone? I can't believe. Yeah, I know, crazy. crazy. We'll get cake. Yeah, we'll get Mike to make us some cake and send it around. Yeah. Cool. I'll get my daughter to make an Empty Spiral podcast cake or something like that. But anyway, we've still got 26 episodes before we get to um, hold our back that chalice that broken crown and say we got here and then of course we've got to get to our episode 119 which we all know is far more important than episode 100 yes but yes as i say it brings us to a close this week as is always the case you can contact us via the empty spiral website which is www.emptyspiral.net the official website of the lacunical community you can also email us which is podcast.emptyspiral.net you can connect with us via our facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash empty spiral Dot net and of course we're on twitter which is at empty spiral net and tumblr which is empty spiral net.tumblr.com and google plus yeah uh so please get in contact with us if you want to be on the podcast uh, we're happy to hear from you if you've got some suggestions if you've got some questions for us or if you just want to catch up and say hello to fellow callers we're always happy to discuss stuff so feel free that's kind of it for this week uh we're not sure what we're going to be doing next week it depends on how we all connect together we may well be recording something from bloodstock or we might leave it a week but rest assured we will return um stronger and better and we will break the spell you've put on us 
or some shit Nothing like that. stands in our way. Nothing stands in our way. There we go. Whether we're victims or zombies, we will come back. Right. Well, anyway, thank you very much, folks, for listening this week. And we look forward to speaking to you all very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.